This podcast discusses content that may be triggering for some listeners. Please be advised discussions include gambling language, types of gambling, and addiction. Hello, and welcome to the Hidden Addiction Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the New York Council on Problem Gambling. Across New York State, we have seven problem gambling resource centers dedicated to connecting individuals to care. We're here to increase awareness about problem gambling and advocate for treatment and support for persons adversely affected by problem gambling. Gambling is defined as risking something of value on a game of chance for a desired reward. Problem gambling or even gambling addiction can affect anyone at any time in their life. It might not be talked about or even overlooked because it often can be easily hidden for a long time. Our hope is this podcast shines a light on problem gambling and we can share resources and information to help those who need us. The views and opinions shared by guests may not reflect the views and opinions of the New York Council on Problem Gambling. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us again for this episode of the Hidden Addiction Podcast. With me today is Colleen. Hello, everybody. And joining us, our very special guest today is Brandy Richards. Hi, everybody. Good to see you. So, Brandy, thanks for joining us today. And it seems like every time we talk, there's always there's something new, like every year, something that we have to focus on, something that's causing more problems, something that's putting people at risk. So, you know, in a, in a way, it keeps us busy. But at the same time, you know, one of the things we're starting to notice, I think, is that a lot of these opportunities, these gambling opportunities are sort of targeting younger people and focusing on a younger audience. So today, I thought we could talk a bit, a little bit about that, that risk for the 18 to 24, that college age group. So let's just start right there. Why, why do you think that that age group is more at risk for developing gambling problems? Well, Jeffrey, that's a great question. I think that, you know, for the, for that age group, it's kind of like the perfect storm, right? Like, there's so many factors that contribute to that. Um, one, we know that youth um, are two to three times more likely to be at risk for developing a gambling problem. And what are the reasons for that, right? We talk about their the accessibility piece, right? It's, it's available everywhere. Um, you know, our young people have smartphones, they're, you know, digitally connected to everything. We know that there's a lot of targeted advertising that really connects folks um, especially on college campuses, you know, that is a, that 18 to 24 year olds, um, males, especially, but females as well are really targeted by the advertising, right? I'm sure we've all seen those promotions of those quote unquote risk-free bets and the incentives, uh, that are out there from, uh, especially I'm speaking particularly with like mobile sports betting, right? And I know that that's something that will dive a little bit deeper into, but that's certainly a topic, um, that I think that really is the, tr um, is targeted towards that towards that age group. Uh, I think the other thing too is it's so socially accepted, right? The acceptability piece of that, um, and you know, and you know, from a prevention standpoint, I don't think we I think we need to do a better job of uh, having conversations with those folks um, with that age group and get those messages out there. You know, I'm glad you mentioned mobile sports betting. We'll definitely talk about that a little bit more. But as you're as you're talking about educating and the prevention side of this, and we're looking at, you know, we're talking about 18 to 24 year olds. So, you know, I have two teenagers. I can sort of regulate them. I they're younger. They're under 18. So I can 
look in their phone and I can see what apps they're using. I can look at phone bills. It's a little bit tougher when you're talking about that 18 to 24, especially when a lot of these kids go off on their own to college. And are there, how would you suggest to someone to start up a conversation with someone that's like 18, 24, or you know what, this is actually, this is the time of year when people are preparing for kids to go off to college. You know, are there, is there something available for people to, to read? Are there resources that can help start those conversations? How do you, how do you suggest people do that? Yeah. Oh, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's very basic as having that conversation, right. Um, being aware of what your uh, kids are doing. I think you're right. Right. You make a good point, right. With this age group, it's their first time that they're off to college. They're not, you know, around their parents as much. And, you know, we know that there's a lot of, um, marketing like for credit cards right so they're kind of in charge of their own kind of like independence and finances perhaps so i think yeah. that those are things that we want to be be mindful of and having those conversations you know i think as parents you know maybe listening for and looking for those clues and being aware of what some of those warning signs are um you know are they you know are they talking about gambling are they you know hearing them talk about um you know there's a lot of lingo and things that are out there um, you know, terminology and things that they're using. So I think it's just important to just have those conversations, right? And and be in communication, just like with any other risky behavior. I think it's just it's really important to to know um, what your kids are doing. Yeah, I, you know, I think you you mentioned something I hadn't even really thought about um, the that sort of holistic approach to talking to them. When you just mentioned finances and credit cards and you know, a lot of those things are tied to the activities that the kids and the young people engage in. So, you know, it's just like alcohol. It's like with drugs and smoking. We have those conversations with our young people, but gambling doesn't really seem to be brought up the same way. And mm -hmm. I guess that taking that approach of discussing everything with them um, really yeah. makes a difference. Yeah, it's a risky behavior, right? So if we're talking to them about substance use and vaping and, you know, marijuana use, all of those things, you know, gambling is one of those things, that I think even more so because it is so normalized, right? They're not necessarily getting that prevention messaging uh, in school. So I think it's even more important that we have those conversations. Um, and we have a lot of great resources um, that are out there to help um, folks with that. I know, you know, what that's, this is a demographic that 18 to 24 year old uh, group that as an organization, you know, from a prevention standpoint, we're really going to be um, putting some efforts into that. And I think, you know, that's one thing that we definitely need is, is more of that. We need more resources uh, to be able to, to make sure that we are providing education on campuses, you know, to this um, demographic, you know, whether it be to the, to the RAs on campus, the, you know, the student athletes, um, you know, the counseling centers or just there's a whole, again, I think thinking of that holistic approach, there's so many different avenues in which we can um, help raise awareness and, and make sure that, you know, uh, this particular demographic isn't going to be um, put at risk for, for developing a problem. Because again, we know that they're at a much higher risk. So we know the brains aren't fully, you know, from a, I'm a preventionist at heart. So, you know, we know brains aren't fully developed until the age of, you know, mid twenties, right? So they're, that decision-making part of the brain hasn't really quite solidified yet. And, uh, and gambling take gambling takes full advantage of that. So. Yeah. And I guess regardless what um, young people tell us, they actually don't know everything. So I know my <laughs> tell me they know everything, you know, so I know you're also, you've been a part of um, the youth advisory committees. Group. Yes. 
right? Mm -hmm. Have you, so I know you're, you're kind of full swing into some of those groups. Have you heard anything during those groups and, and in talking with the young people that maybe you, you knew, but now you have sort of that justifiable conversation or maybe something that you weren't even expecting to hear? Tell me, tell us a little bit about how those groups are going and kind of what you're learning. Yeah. So I think one of the things that, um, unfortunately isn't surprising is that it, it is everywhere, right? Gambling, I think is, is rampant and it's not just, um, you know, when we think of gambling and I think even particularly like with mobile sports, when we think of males, right. And that's not the case. There are females. Um, it's just, it's so socially accepted and normalized. Um, so I think that that is definitely something that um, we knew already um, you know, uh, the majority of students on campus, I think, are participating in gambling, um, you know, from the, the folks that we are that we are having conversations with, that that is something that they definitely see. And again, you know, just they talk about the barrage of advertising that they're getting, uh, you know, they're really being targeted with that. And so, you know, I think it just speaks to the need for that continued education piece, right? We need more resources to be able to do that. And we have had some really good partnerships, Jeffrey, with um, with some of our colleges, um, not only with our, our regional, our problem gambling resource centers. I know they do a lot of education and outreach, but we've had some, some screening days and we worked with, um, I'll just give you one example, the University of Albany um, here, in, here in upstate New York in our Northeast region, um, they have been a great partner in really putting gambling um, on the forefront and making sure that their students are aware of that. We did a, a huge health promotion campaign with them about, about that um, on campus. Uh, so we worked with them to provide them with some information and resources. Um, They're offering screening um, through their mental health clinic, and they actually just received a, um, a large um, grant um, to be able to offer um, uh, screening, brief intervention, referral to treatment um, for both um, gambling and substance use. Um, so we're really excited to continue, continue that partnership. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, you, you know, you mentioned, so you mentioned some of the colleges working with the PGRCs, and I'm I'm in the Western region, I've mentioned before on the couple of podcasts, and I work with the Finger Lakes region as well. And there are some colleges that we work with, and we go in and we talk to the students, we talk in some of the classes, but you really do need that buy-in from the college that mm -hmm. gambling is as risky as drinking or as risky as smoking. Um, for people who are in the prevention field that that might be listening, how you know how do you how do you get the buy-in when you approach a, a school? How do you get that buy-in from someone that just wants to then champion the cause? You know. Well, one of the things that we're excited about, and I think we're hoping to achieve. Um, Colleen and I in the fall are going to be attending um, the New York State College Health Association, uh, their annual meeting. So they have a conference where they pull together all of the um, college health professionals um, on their on their campuses, not only in New York State, but also in uh, along New England. And so we're going to actually do a presentation for them and talk about, you know, this this very topic, right? How gambling is impacting college campuses and students and how it can impact their mental health as well as as well as other things. So I think, you know, that's part of the opportunity. I think it needs to come from all facets, right? It's not, you know, we need to target some information to the students themselves. We need to be talking to the faculty, to the staff, to the 
um, you know, the RAs, you know, the, the sports teams, the coaches. So I think it really does need to be that kind of full on um, all, all hands on deck approach. So let's let's talk a little bit about mobile sports betting and sports betting, especially because we are talking about that younger age group. And sports betting, as we know, is just inherently riskier behavior when it comes to betting to begin with. We also know that betting on online is risky behavior. Now you're taking those two that are higher risk betting behaviors and you're putting them together. But as you were mentioning earlier with these targeted advertising, young people, targeted advertising, mobile devices, sports betting. It just feels like there's kind of no end in sight there. Um, so with sports betting, you mentioned the terminology earlier. And can you it, just expand a little bit on terminology? Why is it important for, say, parents? Um, we've been getting a lot of parents calling us, actually, yeah. for our helpline. And actually, if anyone is listening right now, you can visit NY Problem Gambling Help. NYPromGamblingHelp.org, and you can select the region and get a phone number for help and if you have any questions. But why is that terminology and recognizing that? How could that help someone with conversations? I think it's just important, right? Like we, we're having, you know, again, I'm putting on my prevention hat here, but when you think about when you're having a conversation with somebody, right, you want to be able to, to know what those things are, right? Listen to the terminology because those things really, I think, help indicate that it could be a problem. So I think as a parent, you want to educate yourself on that. And again, you know, I think you can connect with your, your problem gambling resource center, because we offer those types of trainings to learn about the, the lingo, right? Because as parents, like we don't know what we don't know, right? It's like educating yourself on, you know, the different, um, actually, I, I was on a team meeting this morning, and we were talking about some ways that we can get information out to parents, right? What are those things to look for? And I think, being aware of the terminology, um, you know, just a variety of different things that indicate that this could be a problem for somebody is very yeah. important. So, so if you, um, you know, if you have a college student, college age student comes back from school, maybe, and starts talking about the money line or over-unders and, um, you know, the parlay bets, you know, I mean, have a, parlays. You know, yeah, I mean, the, the list is endless. And we do, there are some resources available with terminology. So if anybody listening does want to, you know, just get in touch with your local problem gambling resource center and, you know, we can help get some of those terminology sheets out so you can, you know, just know what young people are talking about, I guess. You know, I had to start learning um, all the different terminology with, with vaping. Mm. And that, as, as that became popular, because my son went into high school and like, I didn't know what a dab was. I didn't know, you know, I don't, but I hear these things and I have to get up to speed with it. So I guess we're suggesting that same thing with gambling. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and I think, you know, in terms of like, you know, the, we're talking about the parent perspective, but I, I wouldn't mind shifting back to like the colleges again. And I think it's important, you know, again, to have that kind of multifaceted approach. I think it's important for, you know, a lot of college campuses have policies on substance use and, um, and things, you know, but they don't necessarily have a policy related to gambling. And I think that that's something that we would definitely encourage. And I think, you know, not that parents have policies that we think about rules, right, and setting limits and monitoring your kids. And I think that that's, you know, another opportunity with gambling, right? Or, you know, as we're watching, you know, I'm a big sports fan. So as we're watching 
television programs, you know, and you see the big advertisements for the big sports books out there, like those are teachable moments, right? Have that, you know, use that opportunity to have that conversation with your kids, you know, you know, hey, you know, is this something that you've seen? You know, is this an app that you have on your phone? Are you participating in this? You know, just, again, you know, any opportunity you have to to have that conversation, it's so important, because if we don't talk about it, they're not going to talk about it. Absolutely. You know, I, I often, you know, when I'm talking to groups and stuff, I always say, you know, you might not be encouraging gambling, but are you discouraging it? You know, by it just being acceptable and not having those conversations, Mm -hmm. kids often, you know, it's a lie by omission type of thing where kids, if you don't tell them it's not okay, they're going to think it's okay. And now Mm -hmm. that is almost every form of gambling, really, we're starting to see legalized. And I think that's making it more of a challenge too, because Mm -hmm. young people at 18 years old can engage in different types of gambling already. And, you know, sports betting, as we were talking about, even, you know, 21 year olds, I, when I was 21 or when I was 18, I had a 21 year old friend. So even mm-hmm. if I'm not old enough to gamble, I mean, do you think we're seeing that too, where older kids are actually allowing and helping younger people place bets? Yeah, I, I definitely think so. And I think, again, it's just, it's so normalized and socially accepted, right? Like there, there isn't that sense of, you know, this could be a, a problem. Right. So I think really we just need that basic awareness raising because folks are not really aware that this is a problem. And I think the other thing, too, and we talk about this a lot, you know, at, at, in our agency is, you know, what is gambling? You know, and that is one thing that's come up in our conversations uh, with our youth advisory committees of defining what gambling is, um, because a lot of them don't recognize that some of the behaviors that they are doing or activities that they're partaking in would be considered gambling. And if they aren't aware of that, then they're certainly not aware of the risk or the, the fact that that could potentially lead to a problem. You're absolutely right. I, it's, it's amazing how many times we, and you know, from, you know, being out in your, out in public and out in the region, as soon as you get a chance to talk to someone and you mm-hmm. start sharing what gambling is and who's gambling, that light bulb sometimes goes off because you know, there's probably, we could go outside right now and each grab 10 people off the street and a couple of them aren't going to think of lottery tickets as being gambled, something like Mm -hmm. that. Um, But we see a lot of younger people. That's kind of the first thing that a lot of younger people can actually do is go and buy a lottery ticket. Yeah. And when you're growing up around people who have lottery tickets and we see people get them for Christmas presents, Mm -hmm. you walk into a store, you're old enough to get one, the machine's right by the door. Yeah. Um, so when, when we're talking about educating, raising that awareness, um, do you do you have any recommendations for anyone who's listening, um, a way that they can get involved, maybe with their own organization or involved with their school? Just how do we how do we help spread the word to the general public of that age group? I think that's the hard part. How do we reach people and get others involved with us? Yeah, I think, you know, again, it's just educating yourself, right? Like, you know, be aware of the resources, be aware of the warning signs. I think knowing what to look for, um, you know, our website, we have a lot of great information on our website. You know, the I encourage people to connect with their Problem Gambling Resource Center. Um, you know, we have a, a college toolkit um, that we provide that, that helps folks. Um, we are constantly, our prevention department is constantly um you know, trying to put out materials for parents 
Um, you know, we have a lot of prevention partners. Um, so I think, again, it's really just, you know, raising that awareness, having those conversations, uh, knowing what to look for. I think those are, I think those things are really key. Definitely. And um, our, the website you're talking about, myproblemgambling.org. .org. Yep. And there's a downloadable resources. I've looked at the college toolkit. I have to admit, I haven't looked at everything on our uh, website all the time, but I've definitely looked at the college toolkit. I've sent it out to many colleges. Um, you know, the resources that are available, especially on our website, of course, you know, we're great, but the resources out there, there's not a lot, but the resources that are out there are definitely val very valuable mm -hmm. because there's not a lot of people talking about this topic. There's not, I mean, I don't know how many problem gambling and gambling podcasts there are. There's a lot of gambling podcasts that talk about gambling and sports betting, but the other side of it, what we're trying to do, and I think it's important to mention too, we're neutral on gambling. Um, we are, of course, against underage gambling because it's illegal, but people, you know, what are, what are some of the warning signs that somebody can look for that maybe their gambling is getting a little bit out of control or they're, you know, struggling with their, with their gambling? Well, I think there's, there's several warning signs and these can kind of be across the board, you know, for anyone in any age, but it's that kind of preoccupation, right? And this is where that like gambling lingo comes into play, right? Like knowing those terminology and being aware of the things that, you know, your, your kids may be talking about, um, you know, if you see people that are, you know, unexpectedly coming into some money or asking to borrow money, right? And, you know, uh, sadly, you know, we've heard instances where, you know, there have been college students that have, you know, gambled away their loan money for college. Um, you know, so again, we need to be mindful of those things, you know, those personality changes, you know, uh, alienating themselves, you know, that inability to cut back or stop uh, if they're lying to their friends and family um, about, you know, how much time they spend gambling or what they're doing, uh, you know, borrowing money. Um, so I think that those, and, and obviously this can impact their, their mental health, you know, uh, gambling has the highest rate of suicide than any other addiction. So this is a real, a real serious thing. Yeah. So if anybody, you know, so if, if you're out there and you do need some help and you want to talk to someone, uh, reach out to your local problem gambling resource center, you can visit nyproblemgamblinghelp.org or nyproblemgambling for some resources. Um, as, as we kind of wrap up here, Brandy, I I think the main theme throughout most of our conversation here has just really been educate. Educate yourself yeah. to help spread the, the awareness, you you know, to help educate other people. Um, is there anything else you want to just kind of add that we might have missed when it comes to that younger population? Uh, you know, I, I think for us, um, you know, this is really a, a topic that we are are very care very deeply about. I think we want to really dedicate some some time and resources to educating this population um, and coming at it from from all angles. But I think that you know, I think the bottom line is we need more resources and and educators are you know out there to be able to um, help get this information to to the folks that need it, so that we can you know prevent this from becoming a problem. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Brandy. And I do want to say that your prevention team is fantastic. 
And Thank so you. if anyone out there is listening and you, you have any questions for Brandy, you can reach out to New York Council on Problem Gambling to reach Brandy and her prevention team. They're always willing to talk and help with resources. Um, Colleen, was there anything that you wanted to jump in and share before we sign off and say goodbye to everybody? No, I've been very quiet on this episode, um, but I think Brandy knows, like, I, I really enjoy working with the college age population. I used to work in higher ed, so I have a special place in my heart. And unfortunately, I think that because of mobile sports betting being legalized, it's going to almost force the hand of a lot of college educators. They're going to see this problem come to the surface a little bit more. So it's extremely important to be having these conversations um, because as we know, um, college age students are going to make risky choices. Um, so having those conversations are really good and having the knowledge. Um, so I'm very excited just about Brandy and I's collaboration as we're doing some presentations in the future. But yeah, as always, you know, come to us for more resources. We're always happy to share. Mm -hmm. So we're going to try to get out ahead of this, as you said, hopefully the force the hand of the educators that, you know, when they realize, unfortunately, sometimes it's too late. And what we want people to know is, you know, let's get ahead of it. Let's make sure everyone knows about the resources that are available. So thank you again, everybody, for listening to this edition of the Hidden Addiction podcast. Have a great day.